Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Oz Brothers Podcast on a special March Madness Thursday. That's right. It's time to pick uh, 64 games when it's all said and done. Or 63, I think. I don't know. I don't do mm. math these days, especially off a cruise ship. You shouldn't with that shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the only day I get to wear it because about 7 o'clock local time, it probably goes right back in the closet. Mm. Speaking of which, Kevin's back. We got a special guest today that we're going to, to be the average Joe against us in our brackets. Amongst all that, we're ready to rock this thing. Roll that beautiful bean footage, Kevo. Welcome to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Follow the Odds Brothers Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Now, here are the hosts of the show, Moneyline Mark. I'm not a smart man. And Point Spread Shane. Sorry, I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. No glue sniffing on the cruise lately, ladies and gentlemen. That was interesting, my first cruise coming back from. So if you're wondering out there, all uh, 14 of you, what yeah. happened to the Odds Brothers over the last two weeks? Well, I went on a cruise, and this guy went to Miami. You're you know, a gallivant in the world. And yeah, I was. Well, at least parts of Baja, Mexico. <laughs> uh, and one day out of five was actually really good weather. The rest of it was kind of, well, it's March. Let's go that way. And the other guy you see on the screen uh, is our average Joe for today, a special guest that's going to help pick the brackets and the games with you, give you another perspective. Uh, Marshall Robertson, welcome to the Odds Brothers, sir. What's going on, fellas? Average Joe is totally right. Yeah. Totally right. <laughs> <laughs> and they noticed since we're uh, we're calling out people wearing logo gear today, uh, yeah, there's the Woo Pig Sueys being uh, flown loud and proud right on the forehead there. Uh, <laughs> A, a, yeah, I I, uh, I I feel your pain. Like I'm not sure I'm going to be able to wear it past you know I think 3:30 Central Time. So I, I feel you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's, yeah, <laughs> I mean this is the greatest time if you're a college basketball fan because hopefully even if your team's in it and it gets better. But boy, if you can't even make the second weekend, it's a crusher. A lot yeah. of games going on, and you see the upsets and wondering. Well, hopefully your team wasn't the one that got upset, but like a three seed versus a you know, 14 seed whooped you somehow last minute shot or just schooled you all game long. It's it's one of the it's actually the second biggest event being wagered on behind the Super Bowl. But this first weekend of rounds one and two by far the most within the uh, tournament itself. So so many possibilities, parlays. You got a lot of action going on today. Uh, before we get to things, though, Marshall, since uh, I'm, I'm sure our guests, or our viewers, I should say, do not know much about what you might be about. Let's uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. And you also are a fellow podcaster. So go ahead and pimp out your uh, podcast for us. Yeah, that's right. I actually am I'm a, I'm a former alum of uh, Southland Casino, where you guys are at, and uh, had a lot of great times there over the years. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually hosting and producing a podcast called the Serial Progress Seeker Podcast. It's all about... Um, building an unconventional life and uh and the way we do that is you know working from home it's about entrepreneurship it's about digital marketing but it's just about life and and people being able to you know kind of build the life they want whether that's um you know having the freedom to be able to work from home the freedom to be able to kind of make their hours the freedom to be able to you know make as much money as they'd like to and stuff like that so we bring on a lot of cool guests we actually had shane on recently as a guest and uh get to have a lot of cool conversations based around that it's a really really fun podcast yeah i would uh, recommend anybody has not watched uh, an episode of this to go ahead and take a look uh the thing i found uh, if you like people's stories that's the that's the coolest thing if you get into 
what I would consider, since we named it, like almost like average Joes. I mean, it's not yep. like you're interviewing Bill Gates and guys that are just lined up or, sure. you know, you, you got a lot of folks that made their way in life, uh, looked at things from different perspectives. It's a lot of uh, a lot of things that could get you motivated. If you're, you're sitting yeah. there and just waiting for p- potential trigger, like you've got this vague idea in your mind, watch a few episodes of the uh, the Serial Seeker podcast, uh, podcast rather, and then you, you'll probably get a lot clearer picture when you're done in about an hour they're under an hour uh, generally speaking right marshall yeah yeah just about all of them running about an under an hour and like you said we do a lot of a lot of motivational discussions too we bring on guests we do just some kind of round the horn conversations because we have a team full of people who who do live this life and uh we kind of just tell some stories about how we got to where we are and and uh, how other people can do that, too. So it's a, it's a really fun, really fun discussion, uh, kind of conversational podcast. All right. Good deal. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So now that I see you got the gear, I'd like to make a uh, proposition bet between the Odds Brothers and yourself at the Serial Seeker pro- uh, podcast. Ready? Yeah. We're going to pick these Bring brackets, it. right? So we're going to do one point for the first round, two for the second. Uh, we got them on, the, on our special private ESPN group, so we'll show the results of this. Uh no, we'll, we'll jump up the points. Whoever scores the most points at the end, we'll send you the Odds Brothers T-shirt. If you beat us, you send us one of those Serial Seeker podcast uh, whoobies or whatever that is that you got right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. If, we, if we get you on the hook, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch that base again when it's all said and done <laughs> and see how things go in about three weeks, okay? Hmm. That is a deal. Count me in. All right, guys. We have about an hour and a half until we uh, tip these things off. Uh, a little more than that. 11.15 today is the first one central time. So let's get to these picks today, Kevo, if you'll bring them up. First game at 11.15 on CBS features West Virginia at Maryland. Uh, got West Virginia two and a half point favorites and the over-under at 136 and a half here. Uh, initial thoughts on that, Marshall? Honestly, right out of the gate, I feel like this could be a pretty darn good game. This is a heck of a way to start the tournament. Uh, two very what look to be on paper evenly matched teams. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I got to go with the experience on the West Virginia side, and I'd even uh, I'd even take the points. I believe. All right, he's Ooh. taking uh, West Virginia, and he's going to lay those points there, Mark. What do you got? I'm going Maryland. Yep. I'm not a big right. West Virginia fan, so I'm going to go Maryland on them. <laughs> All right. Point spread or uh, money line? Is that what are we doing here? Point spread right now? We're doing the point spread now. Okay. Your, your brackets do not have to necessity. You're just doing money line, obviously. Who's going to advance? So the brackets are a different story. So we're going to give you. And I got a couple examples of that where I believe a team covers, but they're not going to probably win the round. Um, so yeah. in this case, if you have a different pick for your bracket, you can say, "Well, I, I think West Virginia is going to win, but not cover," kind of thing. You know? Gotcha. And go on that route. So. In my case, I'm, I agree with Mark in this one, but I don't feel good about it. I'm just going to take Maryland for yeah. the Big Ten. They've they've shown that they play uh, halfway decent on the road, and West Virginia's really struggled. And I know this is supposedly a neutral site game, but West Virginia really feeds off their crowd at home in Morgantown. Uh, that probably not be there today, or not much of it uh, in this round. I think Maryland will probably have more followers there. It's enough to where I'll take the two and a half. I think Maryland wins the game outright, though. All right. 1140 on True TV. If you've never heard of it, join the club. What? Well, they've, they've been. They got their practical jokers on there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Shoot. Yep. Guess I better ask my local cable provider. I want True TV. <laughs> uh, or my streaming provider in this case, Hulu. I don't know if they got True TV. Maybe they do. Yeah. All right. That's Furman. what I get. Furman. 
You never heard of him? Me either. They're at Virginia. I think this is Furman's first trip to the big dance, actually, if I remember reading the stats right. Uh, they're actually plus 180 to win this game outright, which isn't as big as I thought for a 4 and a 13 seed facing off. Virginia's only 5.5 points favorite, despite that big seed uh, discrepancy here. The over-under is 131.5. Virginia plays really slow. If you have not seen them, it seems like they get uh, benched or fined if they shoot with more than five seconds left on the shot clock. <laughs> so, what do you think, Marshall? Furman or uh, Cavaliers? Yeah, that's so true. This might be a nice little mid-morning nap, I feel like, uh, in this game. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Virginia, how many times is Virginia going to do this to us before we realize, okay, you got to bet against them? I mean, it's been Uh-oh. several years, and then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, they'll they'll throw a national title in there too. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I don't I don't know exactly which one we're going to get. Um I'm kind of I'm kind of going against the grain here. I feel like uh, the the love's a little too strong on Furman here. I believe they probably keep it close, but I feel like Virginia pulls away late, so I'm taking Virginia in the points. All right, right kind of did a little rope a dope there for a second. I thought you were going uh, yeah. against Virginia. <laughs> I'm going with Virginia as well. I I I don't think it'll be a close game. I think uh, they'll handle this game fine. Yeah, uh, Furman's not the team that I guess I feel has the ability to really beat Virginia in this case, squad-wise, shooting-wise. Um, so Virginia's going to just grind them down, lock them down. It'll be a slow, steady uh, whooping, basically, if you want to call it. They'll probably be up 10 at halftime and 18 to 20 when the game's over. Uh, I do like the under in this game quite a bit, though. I don't know that Furman gets out of the 40s if much low 50 at best. So I think this game ends up about 120. Uh, not that we're picking that. All right. Good. Utah. <laughs> yeah, good. He says, Utah State, Missouri. Uh, this is supposed to be a, a very close game. It's a matter of fact, the higher seed in this case, I guess I'm going to say that 10's higher. Uh, some people think higher seed's the lower number. I, I don't know which way to go officially. But they're favored. So even though Missouri's a 7 seed, they're not the favorite in this game. Over oh. under 154 and a half, guys. Marshall, uh, you happen to live in the state of Missouri. Any, any talk about no. the Tigers that you can share with us? or Man, not only do I live in the state of Missouri, but I live in a household with a huge Missouri fan. Uh, my wife is a big Missouri fan, went to college in Columbia. Um, so naturally, because I'm a natural heel, I pick against Missouri in most cases. Um, and, uh, and, and honestly, uh, you know, obviously we, we all like to – fill out brackets i think i have several of them and i bet they're probably split between you know the the brackets whether i pick missouri or utah state here honestly it feels like a coin flip um i think i think uh we're being told something by utah state being a favorite here um and i think i'm actually going to go along with it sometimes i'm a bit of a contrarian and i'll go against what i know i'm being told by the line and uh but this time is not one of those i think i'm actually going to go with utah state on this one I was going to say, wow. uh, even though I know the stove's hot, I'm going to go ahead and try to grab that pan without a pot holder. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, by the way, just want to make sure this isn't actually going to go live where my wife will hear it, right? Or is this actually, oh, 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 we're live. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm, in a, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, go ahead and make sure your wife subscribes to our channel. <laughs> yeah. Not only can she see this, it'll help the subscriber count by one for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what do you like in this game? I'm going with Missouri. Oh. I am a Missouri fan, so like your wife, I am going to go with Missouri. Um, I, I'm going with, uh, I think they got this line where they want that money going to uh, 
against Missouri, and I'm not. I'm going to stick with Missouri. So we'll see. I don't have them going far, but I do have them going past the first round. Yeah, this was tough. I mean, I, I, I'm trusting Vegas on this one in a close game. I'm going to take Utah State, although, you know, the, these teams from the non-Power 5, as I'd like to call them, it seems like struggle against teams in that conference uh, short of Gonzaga. Uh, they, they seem to be outlier in most cases, but Missouri, I didn't like the way they finished the season, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of teams did that, though, in this tournament. I could see it going either way, but I'll at least try my first mini upset in a, in a way, I thought, by seeding, but not by point spread. Mm. Give me the, uh, I'll, I'll lay the one and a half here. All right, TBS gets in the action at one o'clock with number 16 Howard at plus 1500, if you're interested, on the money line, is going against the number one seed Kansas at minus 5,000. I know Mark would put a dollar on that. Yep. Kansas minus 22 and a half here. The over under 145 and a half, Marshall. Usually when you get these one and 16s, you expect gigantic blowouts. Do you see that happening here? Well, you know, it's funny how things have changed over the years, right? I can remember, you know, the 90s, the early 2000s. That was the case. You, you'd see, you know, easy 40, sometimes 50 point wins in the first round. And man, it really feels like that, uh, that's kind of changed over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, obviously, Kansas is a dominant team. They're one of the best teams in the country. This is going to be – I, I feel like they'll have no problem. I would not touch the money line on this one. But I do feel like I do feel like 22-and-a-half is an awful lot of points. And I feel like what, what does Kansas – and you'll probably hear me say this a few times – what does Kansas have to win by winning by 30-plus? You know, they, they, they probably just want to get out of here with a win – and not deal with any injuries and things like that. So I, if I had to toss uh, toss anything on the point spread here, I think I'm going Howard plus twenty two and a half. Howard plus twenty two and a half. He's taking them. Although I'm I'm assuming you're obviously making Kansas advance, right? I mean, there's no way Howard's beating them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. You're not that nuts. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not 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 yet. There'll be time for that later. <laughs> right. Mark. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with Marshall. We're, Kansas isn't going to cover, but Kansas is going to win. Yeah, Kansas wins. But in this case, I think they do cover. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way. Look at Howard. The, the times that they've played anybody decent, and the only time they did was Kentucky. They lost by 32. So, I... In, not a good sign. <laughs> well, not a, well, not a good sign, high. but there is something. When the three-point shot's available in college, so real quick to expand on what Marshall was talking about, before when it was just you had a bunch of better athletes and they just were scoring like mad inside and they were just taller faster and more physical than teams from like in the lower conferences now with that three-point shot one hell of an equalizer you got guys not pulling up from 19 feet anymore you got guys pulling up from 27 and 30 feet nailing threes yep. so anything can happen yep. but i think in this case howard's just going to run into a buzzsaw i think kansas <laughs> gonna, it's going to be easy uh maybe not the first five ten minutes of the game it may look like it may be a close one but eventually kansas runs them off the court texas a&m corpus christi Speaking of running off the court, at number one, Alabama. Uh, one of the biggest lines of the whole day, 24-and-a-half point favorites for Can or Alabama here, over under 155-and-a-half. Uh, is the same kind of deal, Mar uh, Marshall? Too many points for you to comfortably absorb there, or what do you think? It is. It is. I think I've just I've, I've kind of conditioned myself. If I see 20-plus, man, I, I automatically hit the pause button um, just about on any line, and I, I, I feel like that's – that's the case here. Listen, Alabama, obviously, been the best team to me throughout the country through the entire season. Um, that being the case, 
that's all they've heard throughout the entire season too. And I feel like if there is some sort of potential, you know, come out flat type scenario, this would be the game where they could possibly come out a little bit flat. Again, I still expect them to win by, you know, 18, 20, something like that. But if I got to lay 24 and a half, I think I'm a little hesitant. So I'm, uh, I'm actually going A&M Corpus Christi right here. All right, Mar- uh, Marshall's got the points. Once again, Mark, do you subscribe to the 20 and over? No, well, in this case, I think that they are going to just blow them out. I think Alabama just handles them. You know where they're playing, right? Yeah, they're playing in Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a home game yeah. for Alabama. They've they're never been keep... a number one seed in their life, and uh, usually when you see Roll Tide, it's not with a basketball in the hands. It's with a football. <laughs> so that's where the Roll Tide people come out. But in this case, uh, the one time that uh, Corpus Christi even played anybody in the top 25, they got blitzed by Arizona. They lost by 38. But 24 and a half makes me a little nervous. Like, they could be up 30 with three minutes, empty the benches, and then it gets ugly, and they, they sneak in a backdoor cover. So, yep. uh, I am going, obviously, Alabama to win the game. I'll, I'll take them to cover and not feel great. feel like I just – had that in between where you think you farted and you might have did something more. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> True TV at 210. Charleston at San Diego State here. Uh, that's a 5 and 12 game. So you know what they say. At least one 12 seed beats a 5 seed every year, sometimes multiple. San Diego State is the favorite here at 5.5. And, and then the over under 141.5, guys. What do you think, Marshall? Well, I tell you, if you listen to the pundits and you watch the pundits all over the television and the radio, they are loving them some Charleston. Um, one of my favorite cities in America. Great Ooh. place to hang out. Really, really fun. Um, but I got to tell you, for some reason, I'm, I'm zigging where they're zagging everywhere. So uh, I, I think uh, I think San Diego State has got some potential in this tournament. You're going to you're going to see me probably push them a couple of times. Um, because I think they're a very, very solid team. They shoot the ball well. They play good team defense. So I'm, I'm actually going to go San Diego State in the cover in this one. All right, Mark. Well, I'm going San Diego State as well, but I, uh, I just don't think it, I think it's going to be a close game. But I do think that they end up pulling it out. You know, San Diego uh, State's only lost three times since December 10th. Wow. Uh, they're not a top 10 defense nationally, and 0 uh, and 2 versus a top 25. What, San Diego State? Yeah. Well, they are, but guess who? Uh, Charleston would not be considered anywhere near the top <laughs> 25. <laughs> so, in, in other words, I, I think their defense wins out in this game because Charleston's perimeter offense is not great. It's average. But they do got a well-rounded team, so it's not like they have one star that the defense can necessarily just lock on to and say, if we take him out, we'll let it. Because they all share the ball. They're, they've got five guys that average double figures, their starting lineup. But it's all like... 12 points, 10.8 points, 13 points. So it's a well-rounded unit. I can see why a lot of national pundits think this is the 12 versus 5 upset. I just don't see it with uh, Marshall. I I agree. I'm going to take San Diego State, lay the points. And I think that's a a high over-under for what they like to play. I I think that game goes under the 141.5. I'm not picking all the over-unders, but the ones that I really feel good about, I just throw out there and mention. All right, Princeton. Yeah, they got that Princeton offense that is, everybody loves. The backdoor cutting, running time off the clock. They're facing number two Arizona here. Uh, Arizona is 14.5-point favorites, 154.5, guys. What's what's the initial thought, Marshall, on uh, this game? It's not 20 points, but is 14.5 comfortable <laughs> for you? 
Yeah, it gets, it gets, you start getting a little more murky right here. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I've got I've got Arizona going a long way in my bracket. I'm a big, big Arizona fan. I'm a full-on believer. You're going to see uh, anybody that pulls up my bracket is going to see just how much I believe. <laughs> um, that 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 being said, uh, this feels like another potential flat spot. Um, Arizona is one of those teams, are kind of like Virginia, that you don't know exactly what you're going to get in early rounds of the NCAA tournament. And I feel like uh, for some reason, Princeton plays the kind of ball that can keep this game close. And I, so I feel like uh, Arizona wins, but I feel like uh, Princeton covers. Princeton covers. All right, Mark. Yeah, I agree, Marshall. I think Arizona's going deep, deep into, into the bracket. And I've got Arizona winning this as well. Um, I, but I do think they cover. You think they cover? Yeah, I do think they cover against Princeton. Yeah. I know. The, the opening round games, Arizona sometimes looks like they're not even going to get out of that. And then all of a sudden they yeah. wake up. And it's every year it seems like. It's like, oh, they'll, they'll learn yeah. better this year. No, no, not really. Uh, Princeton has the kind of offense that could frustrate Arizona. Arizona's used to a more up-and-down game. And to sit there and have to play 20, 25 seconds of defense every possession is not what they probably would love to do. But they talent-wise is just crazy difference. Uh, I like this line's sitting really good. I'm gonna go with Mark and think they end up winning 16 to 18 points when it's all said and done. So barely getting the getting the cover here. Marshall's taking the points. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about that? How about that over under in that one? That was like 154. So you know, <laughs> track. yeah, 15 point difference. So you're basically assuming a score of like what 80 to 65 or something like that i mean you're in that neighborhood so um i i just do not see how princeton allows that unless they turn the ball over a bunch but i would hedge the yeah. under i would hedge the under knowing princeton's involved just in case oh here yep. we go marshall yeah, here we go here's the two heartbreakers uh, of the day <laughs> oh, back, geez, here we go back to back <laughs> number nine illinois and number eight arkansas here arkansas slim favorite point and a half uh, over under of 143 and a half. I've watched some Arkansas basketball over the, the course of the year, being obviously sorry. here in this area. No, well, <laughs> I, I apologize. Maybe you can explain this. I know they lost some guys from last year's great team that made a deep, deep run into the tournament. But if you flipped the switch and watched them before, let's say, the third week of January, you thought you had another, like, this might be an Elite Eight team once again. And then you watch the last month or so of basketball, and you're wondering, like, a you knew they were going to get in, but you start wondering, well, how far are they even going to go this time? Where, where are you land on this? Oh, man, how much time we got? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is I, – I can't – I talk about this with my buddies a lot that are several Arkansas fans. I, I can't remember a more frustrating Arkansas basketball season than this year, and I think it's because I bought the hype. We uh, – we, we brought in the best recruiting class that we've had since the mid nineties when we were, you know, perennial, perennial national championship contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was so, so excited coming to the year. Well, you know, literally I could think a game and a half in, we lose Trayvon Brazil, one of our best scorers and rebounders. Nick Smith doesn't get off the pine until about, uh, you know, early January, he comes back in. I actually was at the game that he came back in and all he did was frustrate me. Uh, but he's a phenomenal player. It's, it's, he's, he's a difference maker for us on offense because we have absolutely no shooting. We cannot shoot the ball. We play phenomenal defense, lockdown defense at times. We, uh, but we just can't score the ball when we seem to need to, which can be very, very frustrating to watch. That being said, I cannot 
in good conscience, go against my guys. So I'm taking the Hogs to cover and win. And when I say cover and win, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking three or four points we win by. So. <laughs> Uh, Mark, you have no allegiance. Tell the truth. I, that's right. I am not going with Arkansas. You, we're not even getting a lot of money put on Arkansas with the retail guests here. So uh, I'm definitely going Ooh. Illinois. Um, I think the people betting with their hearts are going to be disappointed after round one. And we're just fine. Yeah. That's so, good for the book. I pull it. It helps when you expect it. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I looked and I looked and watched where Arkansas struggled the most. They seem to struggle most against teams that can be physical defensively inside, and Illinois fits that bill perfectly. Uh, they don't have that Kofi Cogburn anymore, uh, which would have been real big trouble underneath for, for oh, yeah. Arkansas had it been. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I have Illinois advancing, um, but not by oh. much. I think this is really going to be a good game, honestly. I, I if, if one side or the other blew each other out, I'd be 100% shocked. Like, Oh, yeah. If this game isn't within six points, and the only way it got to six was some cheap free throws at the end, hmm. uh, I'd be shocked. But I took Illinois to advance because I just don't like – when you're not playing very good basketball going into the tournament, you don't usually suddenly get hot. You usually have to be yeah. hot going in and ride that streak. And speaking yeah. of which, that leads us right into my boys. <laughs> Auburn at – or at Auburn and Iowa. I wish it was at Iowa. Uh, Auburn, despite being slightly the higher seed here, is a one-and-a-half-point favorite here. They are playing in Birmingham, Alabama, basically a home game for Auburn in a sense, 151-and-a-half here, which I'll tell you right off the bat, I love the under in this game, Marshall. Um, we'll go with you first oh. so I have time to cry. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, the games that I've watched, even though you like the under, Iowa can really score the ball when they when they turn it on. And it's uh, and I'm sure you know you're, you've obviously watched a lot more games than I have, um, but when I've watched them, man, they can they can turn it on at times. Um, I watched Auburn enough to tell you that they I don't feel like they have it this year. This is not uh, this is not Auburn's this is not Bruce Pearl's best squad. Um, that being said, I could absolutely see this is another. There's a reason it's an eight nine game. There's a reason it's a point and a half spread. It's another total coin flip. Um, but honestly, I think I, I think I take Iowa at the plus money in this one, and I've got Iowa advancing. All right, Mark. Nice. I do. I agree with Marshall too. That I think this is going to be a really close game, and so because of that, I'm just going with Iowa because from Iowa. <laughs> now you like that. Uh, but I, 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 am, I have him going past round one at least. I'm too, Mark. But I'm using your uh, famous football season expl or oh, explanation here. Oh boy. I'm going to pick Auburn. I'll tell you why. But oh, because you win. If Iowa wins, I win. And if ah, Auburn wins, yes. I win. I love that. Neither one of them I got getting past round two, so it don't matter in a big bracket yeah. thing. But here's the problem. With the exception of the Indiana game, the last eight Iowa road games, they've shot 27% from three. By the way, they happen to be playing one of the top perimeter defenses in Auburn. That's the one thing they do do well. Two, their overall shooting percentage is 37.5% when they're 48.5% at home. Their three-point percentage at home is 39. There's just a huge gap between shooting at home and anywhere else outside Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And it, sure. other than when they got hot from three at Indiana and then had them scrambling to catch up late, so they were leaving dudes wide open, cutting to the rim and, and all that mess. It was kind of like one of those explainable games. I just can't trust Iowa on the road, and this is basically – a road game with Auburn. You can say yep. what you want. Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. I'm going to treat it as a, an away game. 
Sure. So I think Auburn finds – I think they play better defense than Iowa. Iowa plays very little. So they got to have a lot of things go right to win yeah. this game, in my opinion. And it could, and I'll be happy if they do, but give me Auburn. You should take that shirt <laughs> off. I should. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm home. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark at least I wore the hat, and then I picked the team. Right. I thought that was kind of exactly, cool. exactly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> all right, uh, Oral Roberts at Duke. I tell you one mm. thing: I'm not buying into this Duke. All of a sudden, is a great team again. Mm. And it got on a roll in an ACC tournament where there's a lot of real crappy teams this year. Um, they are six and a half point favorites, though. I thought it'd be a little higher for all the Duke believers out there. It is Oral Roberts for crying out loud. One forty-five and a half, Marshall. What do you got there? You know, you 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 say Oral Roberts are crying out loud. That team has been tough. I literally went to Indianapolis last year and watched them push Arkansas to the brink. The Arkansas team who went to the Elite Eight. So, um, and and it, they've had a couple years in a row where they've they've made some splashes in the tournament. Um, they're an experienced team. They're well coached. They uh, they also have a seven foot three center named Connor Vanover, who's a transfer from Arkansas. Ooh. Um, oddly enough, and, and and you know these guys can score the ball. They can play well, and I think that you're seeing that in a six and a half point line against a pretty hot Duke team. Um, all that being said, this is another case where I'm zigging, where I'm seeing a lot of people zagging. I don't think they hang with the talent of Duke. Um, I think there is a reason you're seeing people giving love to Duke. It's because they've got all that talent on the floor and they have kind of put some stuff together. Uh, I don't know what kind of struggles they had through the season, but, uh, you know, even coming into the ACC tournament, you could see that they were kind of starting to collect themselves a little bit. Now, uh, in, in my bracket, I've even got them making a little bit of a run, but that to me, that's more of a case of who you're up against. Then, yeah, yeah. then your route there than it is their talent. I don't know that I'd immediately put them where I have them in the in the bracket, but because of who they're going to go up against, I think we might see a little bit of a Duke run, which you know is so shocking for all of us who are such big fans of Duke, quote unquote. Uh, you can you can hope you can feel my eyes rolling, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think. I know, I know. I think I think there's a reason, like I said, this game's close. This is going to be an entertaining game, but I'm taking Duke in the points in this one. All right. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going Duke as well. I think they win this first one easily. Easily? Easily, yeah. Maybe it's because I am doing a motion here, and I, I'm not a Dukey by any. I think Dukey and Dukey is for a reason. Um, <laughs> I think Duke ekes us out just on talent, but I think Oral Roberts gets them a really good run in here, and I, I like taking Oral Roberts in the points, but Duke advancing. So this is the one where that 12 versus 5 seed almost gets there and then comes yep. up just a little bit short at the end. Hmm. All right, toothpaste up next. Colgate in Texas, 13-and-a-half-point uh, favorites for Texas. Two seed here, over under 149-and-a-half. Uh, Colgate, Marshall, plus 655 just to win the game outright. This is another one when I looked at it. I thought this line was more going to be in the 18-to-20 point range, to be honest. So... Uh, tell me why it could even be this close, it, or do you think it's even well, got that shot? You know, I think I think we're seeing indicative lines. People are starting to understand that the the, the margin is shrinking. Man, I uh, the the two to fifteen line used to be a twenty five point line, and you can't you can't do that anymore. Uh, it's just because the 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 margin, the uh, parity between all of these teams is so much so much different nowadays. Um, that being said, in this particular game. Um, 
I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I've got Texas going really far <laughs> in my bracket. Uh, not only not only did they close the season out well, they ran through the Big 12 tournament, including a 20-point win in the finals against Kansas. Kansas not a pushover team. So any team that can put a 20-point win on Kansas, to me, is, is coming into the tournament really, really hot. Um, and that being said, I mean, they play – they play a different style of defense. They've got incredible guards at Texas. Um, this is one of my favorites in the entire tournament. So I am taking Texas, and I'm taking the points. Easily. Uh, yeah, Texas wins this easy. So would it shock you if I told you that Colgate happens to be the number one team in the nation out of all 300 and some odd teams that are in the Division One basketball at three-point shooting? 41% they make on average. All five starters average double figures as well, so they take on the uh, the thing where there's no superstar, but everybody can do it. On the flip side, yep. they are one of the worst free-throw shooting teams, 65% as a team, and they suck defensively. So they're like a, a very well, or not a well-known version of Iowa, with the exception of free-throw shooting Iowa's actually pretty good at. But they, they're almost a carbon copy of what Iowa does with no star. Um, nice. That being said, that three-point figure or shooting thing, I just don't think they can hold with it. This will be a this will be a tight game. If I saw where Texas only led by five or six at halftime, I would not be shocked. But I think they cover this line eventually. Oh but you may have gosh. to wait till the very end to get there and uh, yeah. and sip your drink very carefully. You're nuts. Nah, well, I can tell you. Win. I can tell you. If I go and make a bet on it, it will be a sweat. I promise. That's all that ever happens. Right. Anytime I get involved, it's going to be a sweat. So we got a special one. Mark thinks there ain't no way in hell. So how many points would you give from Texas before you start getting a little concerned, Mark? How how, how far are you willing to go? 25. 25? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm on Colgate. I switch it. I switch. <laughs> well, we know you'd be on Colgate if we just gave you 20 and a half. <laughs> Anything with yeah. a two in front of it, you're on. True, true. Uh, I, obviously, I'm taking Texas, but I'm not feeling great about that line because of the three-point shooting capability um, that Colgate's had all year. Hmm. It wasn't just a flash moment. It's been all season. All right, True TV at 635, uh, Boise State and Northwestern. Northwestern, the feel-good story of the Big Ten. They finished second this year when they were projected to finish near the bottom. Uh, they're a slight one-and-a-half-point favorites here, over under 127-and-a-half, which means you should not see a whole lot of offense in this game. Uh, one of the lower ones you'll see on the slate. Marshall, Northwestern, Boise State. It's hard to find yeah, any nuggets for that game. <laughs> yeah, there's not, a, there's not a ton. This will be another probably potential nap scenario um, during this game. I feel like uh, <laughs> you said, you know, kind of surprise darling story of the Big Ten, and my immediate reaction is, ah, who cares? Um <laughs> Just, just not. There wasn't a lot going on for me in the Big Ten this year. It was a little, little down. Um, that being said, I think, I think if I had to choose one, this is another coin flip scenario. I'm going Northwestern, and I'm going Northwestern to cover. Okay, Mark. Yeah, I did. I, I, I picked Northwestern, and it was the same thing. I just looked at it and said, uh, "Heads for Northwestern, tails for Boise." <laughs> ended up heads. Now I. The only thing that concerns me is the lack of experience that Northwestern overall has in getting into the tournament. Not that Boise State has a ton of it, but guard play usually wins out here. Northwestern's got a pair of really good guards. That Bowie Bowie is very, very good at creating his own shot. Northwestern is very good defensively. 
um, to where Boise State really isn't. So I think it will be a slow grind here, but you don't need much to cover one and a half. So give me Northwestern to advance as well. Northern Kentucky, number 16 seed, trying to take out Houston, the number one seed. Uh, Houston, 18 and a half point favorite, so doesn't quite reach the 20 point Mendoza line that Marshall requires for an automatic selection. <laughs> and 121 and a half, so once again, they don't expect a lot of points in this game either, Marshall, which I think that line is too low. I honestly believe that is one of the lowest lines, even considering Northern Kentucky by name only. What do you think? I agree with your feeling. Um, they obviously expect Northern Kentucky to have a very difficult time scoring, which they probably will because everyone does against Houston. Um, but this, for me, this is this is me again. I I I I probably am too much of a contrarian. But for me, this this line to me tells me okay, they expect Houston to go ahead go ahead and come out and dominate, which I also expect. But this is another case, kind of like the Kansas game, where what do they have to win by winning by 20-plus in this game? Not much. Right, right. And, and, and honestly, that's, that's kind of how Houston plays, too. They don't, they don't blow a lot of people out. They just kind of they'll grind you down, they'll grind you down, and then they'll just kind of take the dogs off. And uh, I kind of feel like this could be one of those, or they may have a 20, 22-point lead with a couple of minutes left. They take the dogs out, and we get a backdoor cover type scenario. So I'm actually going Northern Kentucky plus 18 and a half. All right, Mark. Yeah, I think Houston wins the game, but I agree. I don't think they cover. Uh, they are lucky if they win by, I don't say lucky, but I agree with Marshall that but they just win by about 10, 8 to 10, and that's what they're comfortable with. Uh, so I don't think they cover, uh, but they do win the game. I got them going quite a ways. I think Northern Kentucky's got one guy on their team that's really good, this Marquise Warwick. Uh, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. Outside of that, it drops off pretty damn quick. So. When you got a whole team that's great defensively and you only have to worry about one guy and you can put the AAC Defensive Player of the Year on them, I think that pretty much shuts them down. So I think this is a blowout by all. This might be the first 30-point whooping you see uh, wow. today, Houston. I'd be willing to go in the low 20s for sure, maybe even as high as 24, 25. I just don't yeah, see. Yeah, tape it up. Tape it up, Kevin. <laughs> Mark that beautiful beam. That's footage. right. All right. So give me. I'll, I'll lay the points at 18 and a half for sure. Now, the over-under... I mean, I can see an 80 to 48 game, and that thing just sneaks over. That's the problem. Like, they, they could get whooped, and that just barely goes over because Houston scores a lot. But Houston doesn't have that up tempo uh, offense like you were talking about, Marshall. Yep. So I, I'll sneak to the under, but I wouldn't feel guilt about it if you're betting it because I just don't see how Northern Kentucky scores anything. CBS at 840 is uh, Louisiana Lafayette at number. I'm sorry. Yeah, at number four, Tennessee. There we go. Tennessee, well, that's another good defensive team. Offensive is kind of like Iowa. Some days it shows up, some days it doesn't, and gets them into trouble. But they are 11.5-point favorites. So, once again, this is one of those when you look at the line, you're like, a four seed's only 11 points better than a 13 seed? But, Marshall, you probably watch it just by default in the SEC with Arkansas. You see some Tennessee games, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and there was a you know there was a time you know mid season or so we considered Tennessee to be a national championship contender. Uh, yep. Something happened late in the season that's going to be very very difficult for them to get over as they lost their their point guard, um, and that was actually in a game against Arkansas where they lost them. So it's uh, you know that's going to be a that's going to be a big deal. They're going to have to kind of climb that. I, I can't get your um, updates available, Marshall. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Hang on, let me. I'm just getting okay. out of here. All right, go ahead. 
<laughs> yeah, they, so they lose they lose their point guard. That's obviously going to be a very, very big deal throughout the tournament for them to be able to make a long run. Um, I have Tennessee winning this game, but I do not have them covering. Louisiana, actually, and it's actually Louisiana. I don't, they, they still call it Louisiana Lafayette. It's in, it's in Lafayette, but they actually are called the Louisiana Cajuns now. Oh, okay. Um, and, and they've actually they, they've got a bit of a stud on their team, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I wish I would have written him down, but um, he is a potential like star-making type player and could give Tennessee a lot of trouble. So I actually see uh, Louisiana sneaking out of cover here, but I see Tennessee winning the game. All right, Mark. Now I'm going to go Tennessee winning the first round at least. They're not going to win the next, the next game, but uh, they'll win this one. They'll cover. They'll move on. Yeah. I tell you, at their best, it's kind of like Iowa. They can blow somebody out, and they can get beat by anybody. That's the hardest part about Tennessee. So I guess when you have that going, and you've been – we talked about it before, at least I did. I'd rather see you be hot come into the tournament than be cold. And uh, let me find out what this says. Oh, my God, they've lost six of their last ten. That's not good. So <laughs> No, nope. not good at all. I think Tennessee, by name and talent alone, sneaks by Louisiana. I don't care what they're called, I guess. <laughs> Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, whatever you want to call it. I think they lose, but I, I do like it. I'll take 11 and a half to Marshall's point and, yeah. uh, and just hope that that's Tennessee still struggling at this point. By the way, I think six of those six of those last ten probably include a couple Alabamas in there, probably include a Kentucky, maybe a Texas A&M. So, they, you know, they might have had a rough little road there towards the end of the year too. Yeah, so get this. This is how schizophrenic Tennessee is. They beat Alabama by nine. Not many people even beat them, but they beat them by nine. Yeah. They beat Kansas by 14, beat Texas by 11. So three teams that I have going, you know, a little ways into the tournament, let's just say, they yeah. handled them. Like, it wasn't yep. just an eke-out victory. They handled them. So that, that's the interesting part about the, this team. It's just crazy. The, 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 the talent is there. They've got the talent, and they just haven't quite put it together. And like I said, the loss of that loss of Ziggler is a, is a big loss for them coming in the tournament. Yeah, and by the way, they did beat Arkansas by 18, not that I'm rubbing it in. All right, Penn State wow. is at Texas Summer 7, Texas a <laughs> Not that I didn't remember. like I didn't remember that. <laughs> I thought you were trying to suppress it with therapy and, you know, some pharmaceuticals. Uh, oh, yeah. A&M is three-and-a-half point favorites here, over-under of 134-and-a-half. Uh, Marshall, the Aggies. Uh, that's another one of those teams you don't know what you're getting from a night-to-night basis. Texas A&M, I think, for me – because I've seen them play a lot. They are the most confusing team in America. I don't understand them. I don't understand how they ran rough shot over the SEC. They went something like, I don't know, like 16-2 and two or something like that in the SEC. They, I mean, they, they were literally just a game behind Bama. Um, beat everyone, and I never could figure out why. They just, they just played kind of solid. Um, which, you know, goes a long way. I think they lost, I think if I remember right, looking at their uh, schedule, they lost some pretty bad games early, early in the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but they, they obviously figured something out along the SEC. So, I mean, you got to give them props. But you talk about hot teams coming in the tournament. You got to put Penn State up there. They uh, they made a nice little run through the Big Ten tournament, made it all the way to the finals, playing really, really well. They rebound like crazy, but so does A&M. This could be another kind of a... To me, that over/under of 134 is a little suspect. I think I think this might be a grinder, uh, but I think it, I think if I gotta if I gotta go with one, I'm going Penn State plus three and a half in this one. All right, Mark. Yeah, I'm gonna go Penn State as well, just because I can't stand Texas A&M fans. 
All from the college <laughs> college World Series days when I used to go to those and at the Blatt. Can't stand them. That, Hold the grudge. Yeah, right. I am. yeah. It's like Nebraska. I'm holding that grudge, too. And, and, he, and he said College World Series days. He hasn't been to one since the 90s, so that's been a long time he's been holding that grudge. Uh, oh, Ba-ding. that must be my turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got a timer going. Um, from my end, Jalen Pickett, he's really good. I wouldn't. He's a Penn State guard. Watching him play, you can tell he's on a different level than anybody on his team and usually most people that he's playing against. But the problem is he's a one-man show. If it wasn't for the deep run that they had in the Big Ten tournament, almost winning the Big Ten championship, I think they'd be in the NIT. So this is kind of one of those things where when's your luck going to run out? They're playing well now, but they've been relying way too heavily on the three-point shot, which they're making. I just don't know if you can continue to do that. So to me, this isn't... Obviously, an upset but saying by Texas a and is going to win this game. I'm going to pick them in the cover. I just think the luck's going to run out on Penn State just continually making 45, 50% of their three-point shots in a game. Yeah, how about how about the uh, potential for a Texas-Texas A&M matchup in the round of 32? That's that's pretty salty. That is pretty salty. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I think that's what this, it's made for TV, folks. It's made for TV. Yep. All right, the next round, uh, last game of the night at 9.05 on uh, Thursday is UNC Asheville at number two UCLA. I shouldn't say at. It's neutral court, technically. UCLA is 17.5-point favorites here, 135.5, Marshall. UCLA made that dynamic run last year from the first four. or They played in the first four games in Dayton and made it all the way, all the way to what? Final four material, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh... – they're a solid team. They have been for several years. They've got legit stars all over the court. Um, they're they're a very very solid team. That being said, I feel like um, this is a, you know you might have heard this before, but this is a potential letdown scenario where you come in, you've got all the hype, you're literally thinking, okay, we could make a Final Four run and maybe even deeper. Oh, by the way, UNC Asheville on the other side sitting there going, you know what? We, we got something to say about this. We're gonna we're gonna show up. We're gonna play a little bit. This another another potential scenario where you get a little bit of a, a sleepy vibe through the game and stuff like that, and all of a sudden you're not hitting a cover. Seventeen and a half points is a lot. So I'm actually taking U, uh, UCLA to win, but I'll take the points with UNC Asheville. All right, Mark. I'm gonna take UCLA. I know that they lost a person or a couple players this season. Yeah, they lost their best defender coming into the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Clark. Yeah, yep. but yeah. I still think they they'll uh, they'll advance. I think uh, I think the hype is real. It, even They're if it a great is, team. even if it isn't real, it's got to be against UNC Asheville. I mean, that, <laughs> I, since I gave Marshall some crap early, I'll say Arkansas dump trucked them by thirty four. So I mean, you know, there you go. Uh, Dayton they lost at Dayton by twenty three. So it's. They, they play big boys. They tend to get their doors blown off, and I think UCLA has enough talent to still do that against this team. But I do think that losing Jalen Clark probably doesn't get them into the finals, but I still think they go a little ways here. Yeah. Uh, kind of oh, stunts their growth a little bit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, li- I actually like the under in this game because I think uh, UCLA is going to get on them early and often, and then it's going to be bleed clock moment from there on out. All right, those are your Thursday games, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome to the Odds Brothers podcast on a March Madness special. We are broadcasting here at Southland Casino and Hotel in scenic West Memphis, Arkansas. For those that don't know where that is, just think Memphis, Tennessee, and cross that river, okay? 
It's a really big river, well-known, one of the biggest in the world, and the biggest in North America. Any more clues? Wow. Need any more clues? No? No. All right, let's go on. <laughs> Friday, we kick things off with USC at Michigan State. It, it doesn't seem where Michigan State does for the year. They're just going to get in the tournament, and they're going to get a favorable region. They're going to get a favorable seed and a favorable first-round opponent up until this year. They got all of it but the final one. I think USC has a team here. Michigan State's only a point-and-a-half favorites over under 137-and-a-half, Marshall. What do you got here? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. USC's got a solid team. The only thing is, I've made several uh, what we love to call makeup bets on West Coast games this year, and USC <laughs> has boned me every time. <laughs> so I will say that uh, they have they have disappointed me more than once this season, uh, to where you expect them to do a little bit more. But I mean, listen, what else do you got to say besides Tom Izzo? He gets into the tournament. He's going to make a splash one way or the other. And, and even if the splash is small, he's going to do it. you got a small spread to cover here. Give me the Spartans and the cover. All right, Mark. Yeah, I'm going USC. I think they cover. Actually, I got them going a few games in, surprisingly. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. It's just it. the matchups. Did you say who? USC. <laughs> Outright win or with the points? Both. Oh, okay. So you're just going money line on this bad boy, which you can yep. get plus money on. Yeah. Um, there you go. If this was any, I took USC to flat out win as well. Hmm. But I, you know, Marshall has a lot of good points about Tom Izzo. Usually, when they get to the tournament, they don't matter what they came in as, they end up making it to the Sweet 16 just almost on reputation alone. Um, but this year's team has just not been good. Like they've struggled yeah. a lot this year, more than this point in the year. Usually, they struggle early and then they get hot late. And this has just been the exact opposite. So. At a point and a half, it's basically a pick'em game. I'll take a chance on USC in there. Uh, team I won't take a chance on is Kennesaw State. They're uh, playing Xavier here. Xavier's twelve and a half point favorites, one fifty-three and a half. Because Xavier is one of the highest scoring teams in the country, averaging over eighty a game. Marshall, uh, Kennesaw State. I'm, I heard it was outside of Atlanta somewhere in Georgia. So that's about as much as I can tell you about this squad. Oh, now that now that you say that, I do remember seeing signs last time I was in Atlanta. Yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. This is a uh, this is a bad spot for Kennesaw State for me. Xavier is to me one of the better teams in the country. They score the ball, but they play some defense too, um, and they play in a pretty tough league. So they've they've had some they've had some action that they've had to deal with throughout this year. Um, you know, obviously, I have Xavier to move on. I've got I've actually got them going a couple rounds. Um, and I have them covered in this first-round game. Yeah, I see Xavier going deep into this. Maybe even winning it, maybe? Ooh, man. Uh-oh. I mean, that's, yeah. not, that's not that far-fetched. They got yeah. an offense that can do that. Yeah, yeah. so they cover this first round. Yeah, it's no an, problem. Or the 12-and-a-half, I think they cover. Kennesaw State uh, forces turnovers, but they've got basically a five-guard team. They're very short. Uh, the front line for Xavier, Jack Nungy, 6'10". Uh, their other guy, Colby Jones, is 6'11", and they got a 6'7 guy. I think they just beat the crap out of them offensive rebound-wise, especially, and get easy putbacks. A lot of second-chance points here. I think they're going to ultimately doom Kennesaw State in this one. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Were you at the game with the tape measure, measuring these folks up? Uh, no. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
The only reason I know a lot and I've watched more Xavier basketball this year is one of my favorite players that was at Iowa for two years, Jack Nungy, started there. And then he had a family issue with one of his family members dying. He wanted to be closer to home, which is near uh, in, in Ohio. So he transferred to yeah. Xavier. But that guy, I mean, six foot ten guy, an all-around great game. He's not going to make an NBA player, but uh, for, a, for a college guy, he, he's really good. He's a good guy. So I, I root for him. I pictured you out there with a the tape measure trying to measure these yeah. guys up. Stand still. I want to see if it's 6'10 or 6'10 and a half. That's going to make a difference on whether I take you to cover or not. Uh, TNT at 1230 tomorrow will feature UC Santa Barbara and number three, Baylor. Baylor's another team that gets a little bit of love uh, as a potential finals uh, game participant here. Baylor 10 and a half points. So once again, you look at that discrepancy. Three versus a 14 seed, and it's barely 10 points. Uh, 143 and a half, Marshall. I, I just don't see how Santa Barbara stays with Baylor, but the, the pundits that set the line say differently. Yeah, this one, uh, I think the kids use the word sus. This <laughs> one's uh, this, this one's a little sus for me, this line. Um, to me, you know, looking, looking at what I know about Baylor and what I don't have a clue about UC Santa Barbara, I would obviously just take Baylor right out of the gate, but man, ten and a half makes me makes me start doing the little sniffles, you know. Uh, I'm starting to starting to smell something that seems a little weird. A lot of the pundits that I have watched and heard uh, kind of like UC Santa Barbara as a potential live dog here, which is kind of crazy to me. Wow. Um, I I I don't go that that way. I don't quite subscribe. I think uh, you know, you know maybe they struggle early, but this feels like one where Baylor pulls away late. They've got uh, athletes all over the floor. I don't see Baylor making a very deep run, spoiler alert. Um, but I, I do see Baylor getting out of this one, and I see them covering on this on this first-round game. All right, Marshall. Marshall, right, Marshall. He, just, he just gave it to you. Yeah, he just gave it to us. <laughs> yeah, geez. Jeez, guys. <laughs> is, this, is this thing Mark, on? How about that, yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm going to go Baylor as well. Um, I think the reason that it's close is, uh, you know, the other teams had what? Uh, how many game win streak? Aren't they on a win streak in going into the tournament? The Baylor, a- actually, they they not freak- Baylor. Oh, UC Santa yeah. Barbara. Yeah, uh, doesn't really say. Uh, I don't have a win streak hmm. for them. Okay, they finished twenty-seven and seven. That much I can tell you. But their best win, that was notable, was UC Irvine. There you they go. They did not play a single top twenty-five game all year, yeah. and their BPI rank is one twenty-four. I'm still going Baylor. No, you should. Money line and, <laughs> and point spread. Well, At least first round. All day. All day. The only thing that gives me a little pause is that I was shocked by the way they got dispatched in the Big 12 tournament first round. I mean, that was like, who the hell are you losing to again? Like, and it wasn't just. Yeah. yeah. Now, normally, they, they're they not a team that likes to drive to the hoop. They like taking a lot of threes and a lot of mid-range jump shots. Um, so if they're going, they'll blow somebody out. I mean, hell, they beat Kansas. They beat UCLA. They beat Gonzaga. They beat Texas, so they beat a lot of high-octane teams, but they also lost to Iowa State three times, and they lost both games to Kansas State, which teams you think they would at least split with somewhere down the line. So that gives me a little pause. But you see Santa Barbara, they got a a bunch of pretty decent shooting uh, starting five, but they don't have the kind of firepower. So I'll go Baylor, but I can see where this game does not cover. So I'm Baylor advancing, but I'm going to take UC Santa Barbara to stay within 10 and a half. Wow. Just as a, wow. Just as wow. a gut shot, just because I didn't like how a little they... A dope A little rope-a-dope. <laughs> BCU and St. Mary's. 
St. Mary's four and a half point favorites. They're not used to probably being seated this high or being favorites in the first round. Usually they sneak in as the other team from the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga. 122 and a half here, Marshall. Uh, VCU is a trendy pick as a 12 over a five. Are you buying it? I am, man. I'm a believer. Uh, these guys, these guys play unbelievable brand of basketball. It's a, uh, it's, it's solid defense. They're gonna, they're gonna grind you down. They're gonna make you work um, yeah. on, on both ends of the court. Uh, they're very, very well coached, as we know. Uh, and this is just the kind of team they've, they've got the experience. They've done it before, and I, I feel like this is a, this is a really, really good spot for a five twelve upset. So, I would take. VCU to uh, advance in this game. So I'm taking them. I would even take a money line. Uh, and I probably will take the money line because I feel like uh, they are a, an absolutely live dog in this one. But four, plus four, give me four and a half, then I'm absolutely taking them. Yes. Come on. Yep. <laughs> what do you got there, Mark? Yeah, this is probably one that's probably going to bust me, but I'm going to take a SMC. St. Mary's, huh? Yeah. Taking St. Mary's, but I do like all the points that Marshall said. But unfortunately, my bracket's done. <laughs> this is the this is the one twelve I felt the best about. If you if you believe there has to be one every year, this is the best shot I think there is for a V or a twelve over five. Yeah, uh, you know St. Mary's comes in with a decent resume. I was just looking over because other than Gonzaga, I was trying to see who else they played. They only lost to Houston by five. Now, they only beat Gonzaga once as well, but they also beat San Diego State, which we all like, by seven. Yeah. Oral Roberts by eight. And uh, Vanderbilt, for what that's worth, by ten. So, you look on the other side, VCU lost to Memphis by 15. Arizona State by four. Pittsburgh, they won by four. So, they don't have a whole lot of top-notch. Uh, they haven't played a top-25 game is what I'm trying to say, VCU. So, I'm a little worried about that. Hmm. But yeah. I'm going to pick them anyway. I'm going to take the four and a half just in case, but I got them advancing as well. So, I guess that... Locks me in the money line. Oh, boy. Small I wish I talked to you guys small, beforehand. <laughs> small little nugget for you, Shane. Uh, I actually, obviously, you, you mentioned I live in St. Louis, so I've actually watched, you know, a little bit of St. Louis University basketball, and uh, that is a good conference. That's a that's a good conference that VCU came out of, and uh, they, you know, they came out ahead on that tournament of theirs, and uh, I, so I actually got to watch them a little bit. That's a, that's a good team you got to watch out for. Yeah. All right. Well, you watched them. I don't quite get that on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> Vermont, 15 seated against number two Marquette. Uh, Marquette, ten and a half point favorites here. Once again, a two versus fifteen. You would think there'd be more points to this. So I had to. Re this is probably the game I researched the most, trying to figure out what the hell the odds makers were even looking at here. One forty-four and a half, Marshall. I still haven't figured out what they're looking at because I'm going to take Mar Marquette and Marquette to dump truck the crap out of the Canamounts. What do you got? Yeah, I'm. I'm the same. Where does this line come from? What do we What do we not know? And I didn't probably do the research that that you did, but I looked a little bit too, and I'm I'm not I'm not seeing it. It didn't stick out to me. Um, that being said, that probably means we're all wrong, and Vermont's going to win outright. But uh, Mar Marquette also, I you know, from a lot of pundits and stuff, they're a trendy Final Four pick. So how do we have them only as a ten and a half point favorite against a Vermont team that we literally know nothing about? Um, this, this is a weird one. This is a really weird one. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking Marquette to win this game. I actually have them going quite far in my bracket because they are a solid team. They they went through a very, very good conference this year and, uh, and, and, and played extremely well throughout most of the year. 
Um, so I got them winning today or tomorrow, and I've got them covering, actually. So I, I don't feel great about it. I don't know that I'm running to the window on this one. <laughs> Wow, Mark. I'm taking Marquette as well. I think uh, I don't have them going far in the bracket, though, so we do disagree a little bit there, but uh, we'll see. I mean, they're 7-2 and two against the top 25. They're, they almost remind me of Loyola Marymount, if you remember back in the mid-'90s, their high up, up-temper off. Like, these guys, will, if they don't shoot the ball before 20 seconds hits on the shot clock, <laughs> they seem to get benched. Or, I mean, they yep. play a great one, though. You know, they beat uh, Baylor by 26. They beat Creighton twice. They won twice against Xavier. Um, so they've beaten some teams that we think are, are going to advance at least a little ways into the tournament. Uh, Marquette's beat them all. On the flip side, Vermont, this is what their record is so far. Uh, St. Mary's lost by 26. USC lost by tw- uh, two. They beat Colgate, of all people, by one. Lost Iona by 21 and Yale by 29. So not a whole lot of quality dubs in there for the catamounts yeah. which makes me look at that line and go what what am i missing i hope yeah. nothing all right at 210 on true tv 11 rank or 11 seeded pittsburgh is at number six iowa state this is another team that i can't believe that they're actually seeded six i would have figured iowa state would have been more of an eight or nine seed team uh they're favored by four and a half with an over under a 30 130 and a half marshall the pit panthers yeah, you. I think you mentioned it earlier. I, I didn't even realize they beat Iowa State beat Baylor three times this year. That is uh, that's that's quite impressive. Uh, I'm assuming they probably had some other impressive wins in that you know what was a very strong uh, conference this year coming in. Obviously, a six seed's a, a very very good seed. But I got to tell you, I liked Pittsburgh. The fact that they kind of snuck in towards the end uh, this year, they played the play-in game. They beat. Mississippi State, who, uh, you know, wasn't a great team, but a solid team out of the SEC, one of those good middle-of-the-pack teams. And uh, I, I, I liked Pittsburgh even coming into that one. I like Pittsburgh again here. Um, I actually like Pittsburgh to win this game, but given the four-and-a-half points, I'll definitely take it. I got Pittsburgh with plus four-and-a-half. All right. Mark? Well, you know I'm going to Iowa State. I don't even have to say why, do I? Because you're from Iowa. Well, there you go. Boom. I don't have them going far, but yes, boom. I'm with you. I'm taking Iowa State to sneak it out, but I like if I'm betting I'm taking Pittsburgh in the points. They they mm. got a they got a pretty decent they forced turnovers. So if Iowa State can get turnovers out of Pittsburgh, it'll be an easy cover for them. Problem is you can't depend on that all the time. Pittsburgh's not really turnover prone. They're average. They're averaging eight point nine turnovers a game, which to me isn't a lot in the college game. I don't think that that tilts the, the balance either way. Uh, but the one thing Iowa State seems to struggle on is, is free throw shooting when the game's on the line and three-point shooting. So that ma- makes me hesitate a little bit. Like, if you can't do those two things, especially free throw shooting late in a game, you're in trouble. So Iowa State to advance Pittsburgh with the points. Uh, TNT gets the North Carolina State. Yeah, that's right. Not North Carolina. They're sitting at home, Bobby. It's oh, North Carolina boy. State and number six Creighton out in Denver here. Creighton five-and-a-half-point favorites. 149 and a half, Marshall. ACC or uh, what is that league? That uh, Big East. Sorry, Big East. Yep. Yeah, it used to be a smaller one, it but now they're, be, in a, yeah, now they're in a Missouri Valley Conference yeah. a long time ago. That's how old I am. All right. Yeah, um, this one's a this one I think's got potential to be a really good game. This feels like uh, two pretty solid teams. I actually like both of these teams. 
I tell you, I watched uh, I watched my Hogs play Creighton earlier this year, <laughs> and this was back when I thought Arkansas was good, and I thought <laughs> that. I thought that Creighton was one of the better teams that I had seen play this year. Um, now they dealt with some injuries throughout the year that kind of made it kind of an up and down season. One of my really good buddies, shout out to Jacob is a big, big Creighton fan. So he's kept me up on Creighton throughout this year. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm a big believer in Creighton. I've got them going far in the tournament. They've, I've got them getting out of this game and covering. Oh, wow. All yep. right. Yep. I've got Creighton as well. Covering, covering it and moving on. Yeah, I like Creighton's experience in the big games. Uh, they're five and seven against the top twenty-five, uh, which doesn't sound like they don't have a losing. But they played twelve games against top twenty-five competition. That matters, even if you lose yeah. a couple of them. In my opinion, uh, ranked eleventh in the BPI. On the flip side, North Carolina State's two and two against the top twenty-five. Uh, not bad, ranked forty-six. I think this will be a good game. But when you get to play Texas, and they only lost by five, uh, they beat Xavier. They beat Arkansas by three. I mean, they don't have any, like, really marquee, like they didn't smack Alabama around or nothing, but I think they got enough to eke this out against North Carolina State. So go ahead and give me Creighton. Uh, But I think this is going to be a real good game. Um, I'd be shocked. If they cover it, it'll be minimal, but I'm going to predict it. Upset alert, at least in Shane's mind. Number 13, Iona, is going against number four-seeded UConn here. UConn is nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I I don't get that either. 140 and a half, Marshall. Like this, I know the seeds say it should be around that uh, neighborhood, but I just don't believe the talent between these two teams is that big of a gap. Well, yeah, and you got the you got the fighting Rick Patinos. I mean, how do you how do you go against old Rick Patino? The guy knows how to coach. He's, he keeps showing it year after year. Um, this one this one was a weird one for me too, especially because of all the things that I watched and heard over the last few days. I've got a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of people putting UConn as a sneaky, like, Final Four potential national championship contender. And from what I've seen on the court, I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, UConn believer uh, as far as going deep into this tournament. I'm going to check my bracket right now and make sure. But I think I've got, yeah, I've actually got them getting out of this game, but not going any farther so um i've got I, i've actually got uconn winning this game but give me iona plus nine and a half if i'm if i'm betting points hmm. wow all right i'm taking uconn on everything money line point spread i'm not a iona believer i ain't gonna believe it <laughs> you ain't gonna believe it huh no well marshall was asking a question that you don't get how it is i i guess the only way i can see this is that Taking the whole season, they beat Alabama by 15. They beat Marquette one out of three games. They beat Creighton split in the series, I should say. They beat Iowa State by 18. So I guess they figured, well, they did beat Alabama, so they must be legit, right? Because Alabama's this good. Yeah, I, you know, that's a great anybody, win. Any, it's a great win. Anybody can get lucky or good one. I mean, the record 25 and eight. Okay, I mean they don't play a lot of great teams within their own conference, so. And now Iona on the opposite side, I can see they don't have a, a single game against the top 25. They didn't play anybody this year with that designation. So their best win against is against Vermont by 21. That happens to be in the tournament. But it is the fighting Rick Patinos. So long story short, uh, I'm going to take the points in Iona, but I think UConn does sneak by one game here and then get bounced uh, shortly thereafter. 
Hide your girlfriends, hide your wives when Rick Pitino comes oh, down. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game up on the slate here, we have uh, the Purdue Boilermakers finally hosting Farley Dickinson University here. Uh, what do we got on this game? 22 and a half points. So, yeah, what, 145 and a half, the over-under, Marshall. Purdue's been kind of... The hot flavor for all the way until about the third week of January, and then they started stubbing their toe quite a bit, and even the games they won were barely and by fairly ugly fashion. Is this a troubling sign? Yeah. Beat Duke by 19. Yeah, that, but that was a year ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tell you, the weirdest thing for me is I think everyone has the recipe to beat Purdue, but yes. no one can. No one can do it. <laughs> the recipe is you got to mitigate the big guy, right? You got to you got to somehow take Zach Eady out of his flow. So if you are a, to me, if you're a good shooting team, or if you have a lot of bigs that you can throw at him, which, spoiler alert, the next round might have a team full of bigs that get thrown at him. Uh, if they end up playing Memphis, but they, uh, they, they, they're a solid team. They're, they're going to win. I have no doubt that Purdue is going to win, but I do not see them covering 22 and a half points. That's a lot of points for a team that sometimes can go through long scoring droughts. Hmm. All right. So you're taking the points in Farley Dickinson, but Purdue winning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking Purdue all the way. Maybe even winning it. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll have to stay tuned. Maybe. Um, teaser. Yeah, teaser. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they do have the blueprint. If you have somebody that has at least seven-foot tall guy that can at least halfway body up Zach Eady, and then you double-team him quick when he catches the ball and make him get rid of it, Purdue isn't that great of an outside perimeter shooting team. They can get hot from time to time, but that seems to be the way. Unfortunately, Farley Dickinson, the only way they got in this tournament to begin with is because Merrimack has just went to Division One and they're ineligible to go right away. That's the only way they got into this dang thing. So uh, they don't have anybody that can match up with Zach Eady, and that's going to be a problem. And without a seven foot four dude that eats up twenty rebounds a game, they've been out rebounded for the entire season with short dudes on the court. So uh, <laughs> I think this is a, a dump truck, Bill. I don't like twenty two and a half, but I think Purdue does cover that. I think this is a twenty eight point zone somewhere in there providence and kentucky i don't know if i can buy kentucky but they are favored by four and a half uh here marshall 144 and a half the over under they did get hot late um they seem to get beat by everybody early on and then they put some stuff together late to get in here what what's your feeling do we believe the early kentucky or the late kentucky Uh, honestly it probably falls somewhere in the middle for me um it's weird. They've got they're they're kind of like Duke, right? They're going to have the talent on the floor. Uh, just depends on when they're going to put it together. I mean, how do you how do you body up against Oscar, who can go for twenty and twenty every single night if he wants to? Um, they, and they've got you know Austin Austin Reeves, who's a phenomenal outside shooter. I mean, they're they're stacked. But man, sometimes they just don't seem to play well together. And it seems like there's a few of these kinds of teams in the tournament this year um a team that's not like this is providence providence plays a very solid brand of basketball they're 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 uh you know maybe not exciting but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play you hard uh, i think on both ends of the floor so this one i think has got potential to be a really really good game um uh, at least on paper for me they look like they match up well together um, I actually have Kentucky winning this game, but I don't see them covering four and a half points. I feel like this is a very, very tight game. They win by maybe two points or so. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I think it's going to be close. I think Kentucky barely does it, though. I think they do cover, but just barely. This is the official Shane put him on upset alert. Uh -oh. I got Providence advancing. Oh, nice. Uh, I just, Kentucky, they, you know, what, Tashiway, is that his name? He, I yeah. mean, he's he's going to be an NBA stud. I mean, this dude can flat yeah. out ball and rebound with the best of them, but outside of them, they've really struggled to shoot from the perimeter. So I'm going to count on, hopefully, Providence has a little bit of a defensive uh, game plan for that, and then they're going to take their chances with Kentucky making outside shots. And if that has to be the case, I do like Providence in that scenario. So I'll take the four and a half just in case I'm wrong. Uh, but I do have Providence advancing in the bracket, so I guess I better eat some money line at what? Plus 155. That wouldn't be a bad Scooby snack if I'm right. Mm. All right. Uh, Drake from Iowa. Uh, they're at, or I shouldn't say at, but they play number five seed Miami. Here's another one. Five versus 12, and Miami's only a point and a half favorite here. 146 and a half. Uh, Drake's still in the Missouri Valley Conference. They didn't move anywhere. Uh, so, Marshall, the big thing on the on the Drake Bulldogs here is they made one hell of a late, probably three-week, four-week run where they were just blitzing and, and winning. Of course, they won the, the tournament uh, to get the auto bid, but I think they would have been in otherwise. What do you think in this game, yeah. though? Miami has a team that made a good run last year. Yeah, this is uh, this is another weird one. You know, always, number one, I always thought Drake was from Toronto. It's kind of weird. I had no <laughs> idea that uh, you know, unless this is a unless this is a different guy. This could be a different guy. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Miami's getting disrespected big time by this line. This is this is one of those that made me go, wow. Okay, you know, I know we we think five twelve matchups or toss ups uh, these days, and 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 you even alluded to to it earlier. This is obviously the tightest of all the five to twelve lines. Um, to be, to me, yes, Drake made a big push towards the end of the season, had a great play through their tournament. Um, they're coming in hot. Uh, but I feel like Miami's got some studs on the other side that, that they have not seen before. Uh, and, and they're going to get, they're going to get run over by, to be honest with you. I, I, I feel like Miami wins this one potentially by double digits. Uh, I'm taking Miami to cover and to go into a pretty deep run into the tournament if you look at my bracket oh boy i'm going miami i don't ha i don't have them going deep but i do have miami winning this game the first round easy so the thing that makes me hesitant hesitant well so miami's got a lot of hope to be nba players a lot of them won't be but they do have a, a pretty good guy isaiah wong uh is is a good player the problem that they, they got a short starting five. So uh, being out-rebounded worries me. Drake's decent. But this is the funny part, which I didn't know until I just read a little further down the line. You know the average starting five of Drake is at 23 years old? Like, wow. they got a lot of guys that have Great stayed experience. six years, probably because of the COVID years. Um, you know, and lots, of, lots, of people go to, lots of people go to school for six years. Yeah, we call them doctors. <laughs> now the one and a half isn't much to cover so i think drake's going to give them a, a run for their money but i think their lack of playing really a, any tough schedule uh and miami at least playing what i would consider a more constant diet of higher quality teams is going to pay off when it comes down here but i would not yep. be shocked if this is the 12 over 5 i just can't pick it i want to every bit of me says do it because the point spread is basically a pick em anyway but I'll, I'll go with Miami to cover that one and a half, but 
In, inside, I would be okay and happy if Drake somehow pulled this off and went to the next round. All right. Yeah, Grant, it's weird. This, this oh, line's begging you to, right? It, it is. They're begging you to, to bet Drake. It is. <laughs> and I wish I had the thing where I could pull up where the actual money is on this game. But the line's been yeah. pretty solid, so there not, must not be a whole lot of heavy hitters hitting that thing yet. Uh, right. Grand Canyon at Gonzaga, or playing Gonzaga, three seed. Gonzaga's 15.5-point favorites here, 156.5. Marshall, any shot, Grand Canyon. You may not know uh, where this place is. Arizona. <laughs> It's a, there's a there's a fairly large size hole in the ground if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, honestly, this this is one of those weird ones. I actually do know a lot about Grand Canyon. My wife's best friend, um, step the, the 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 baby daddy is a coach at Grand Canyon. So um, they mm-hmm. I actually know about Grand Canyon. They they actually made a decent little you know splash into the tournament last year. Had a pretty solid team last year so here they are again unfortunately to me they had a bad draw here um yes, yes. i see i see a lot of gold in gonzaga's future over the next uh, few weeks they are a team that has had the talent they've been there they've got drew timmy one of the best players in the country one of the most reliable players in the country they shoot the ball well they score a ton of points um, I feel like Gonzaga probably wins this game by 20 plus to make a statement because uh, they're gonna they're gonna I feel like they probably feel disrespected a little bit by this number three seed. You know they've they've been a perennial over the last few years. You know one two seed, and uh, this 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 feels a little bit lower, and they probably think people are discounting them a little bit. But uh, this particular guy is not discounting them. I see them going deep, and I see them winning this game and covering. All right, Mark. Yeah, I'm going Gonzaga as well. I think I agree. They're going. That team's going to go deep against this first round. It's not even not even going to be close. More easy money for folks. <laughs> yeah, I think Drew Timmy's like 28 now. He looks 28. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they don't shoot the three very often. Not that they can't. Uh, their their weaknesses in Gonzaga show up in their three point defense, meaning that. If you can get them on the pick and roll and switching, they seem to have difficulty knowing who's going to grab who on the pick or the switch, and that leaves people wide open for threes. That's the one thing Grand Canyon does do well. And you might remember this name, Marshall. Remember old Bryce Drew? Oh, yeah. He's the coach of Grand Canyon. I didn't know that until just now. I just remember him pulling off one of the best upsets with that last-second shot on the uh, the pass, uh, I call it, the baseline. Was that Valparaiso? Yeah, that the, Valparaiso? Old, the old Valpo, <laughs> yep. Uh, long story short, Gonzaga, I, I, I picked him to cover that 15 and a half, but I would not be shocked that it took him to the second half to get that done, depending on how well Grand Canyon actually does shoot the three this particular game. All right, uh, just four more left in our opening uh, round action here on today and, and Friday. Florida Atlantic and Memphis. All right, Memphis made a nice run late to get into the tournament. Not only that, an eight seed to be there. Uh, they were one of the first four in or out about three weeks ago when they were starting to do the bracketology. Uh, they are only, though, a point-and-a-half favorites over Florida Atlantic. I can't figure that out. 152-and-a-half the over-under. Close matchups. Yeah, what do you think, Marshall? The, is, is it that close? I, Florida Atlantic that good? Or i got to is- tell you, I come, I come into this 
this particular one with not very much knowledge on Florida Atlantic. I don't know a lot about them, a lot about their history, um, but what I know about it, Memphis is enough for me. Memphis has had the talent this entire season um, to, to make a little push, and for some reason they, you know, like a lot of other teams, have had a hard time kind of putting it together. You saw it come together in their conference tournament, including a championship win over Houston, uh, which is, you know, not not some easy thing to come by. I, I think Memphis is a is a sneaky team. Uh, you know, if we we look at brackets here in a minute, you'll see exactly how sneaky I think they put, possibly are. <laughs> but uh, I've got I've got Memphis winning this one and covering the the small the small points, Brad. All right, Mark. Yeah, I'm going to Memphis as well. I think they win this first round, uh, barely, but I think they win it. But I do not have them going any further after the first round. Memphis has a sometimes a propensity to turn the dang ball over for, I mean, just dumb turnovers too, like full court yep. passes when you don't need to do them and guy cut into the hoop and somehow he passed it to where he was like he didn't know the guy was going to cut to the hoop. It's just um, that and they leave guys wide open on the perimeter too. It's like it's easy to get them to sink in on somebody in the middle of the lane. Problem is I don't think FAU has the shooters <laughs> to really take advantage of this. Um they only have two guys taller than 6'4". I think Memphis just beats him up slowly and surely and wins this game going away. I don't even see this really being a close game second half. I think Memphis disposes of him. I'd, I'd give as much as probably eight to nine points. If All right, mark that tape. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Mark that tape, Kevo. Mark that tape and take that tape measure away from Shane. He's measuring everybody. <laughs> I'm measuring. I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a big guy when it comes to this game. If you can offensive rebound or you rebound, you give yourself a, a much better chance to, to move on. Montana State at 840 that night on CBS is playing against Kansas State here. Kansas State, a three seed, is eight and a half point favorites, 138 and a half the over under. Uh, Marshall, Kansas State, one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. They beat Kansas and then they'll get blown out by them the next time out. Just it's, it's nuts what they do on the court. Yeah, you definitely can't figure them out. This is another one of those games where I come into it with not a lot of knowledge on either side. I do know about the little bit that I've watched about Kansas State is that you don't know what you're going to get. Um, they, to me, honestly, I felt like they were seated a little high in this tournament. Um, you know, coming in as a three, I think that was probably respect for the conference as much as anything else. And obviously, they had some, they had some good wins uh, along the way as well. So maybe they, you know, maybe they did earn it, but. Um, yeah, this one to me eight and a half points. I'm I'm a little suspect on this line. I, I can't exactly figure out why they're not a double digit favorite. Um, and to me, this one is one where I'm actually going to believe the line. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to take Kansas State to move on in this one, but I'm taking Montana State plus eight and a half to keep it a close game. Wow! wow. No, I'm All taking right. I'm taking Kansas State. I think uh, they'll beat them by double digits. Yeah, if it smells like trash, it's trash. Yep. Um, Montana State, I mean, crying out loud. The two teams they played that were in the Power Five conferences lost to Arizona by 21, which Arizona's great. Oregon by 30, not so much. Oregon, not so much great. <laughs> they just don't have the guys to, to do this. They, they shoot free throws well if they can get there, but outside of that, that's not much, much else going on. What's the tallest person on Montana State? It uh, doesn't say. Oh, you, dang. You had Kevin take away my tape measure. I can't even go do it right now. Oh, man. Um, but I, I'll, I'll take Kansas State to cover that eight and a half here. Uh, TBS at uh, 855 has Kent State against number four Indiana. 
Let me tell you, if you want to talk about a team that has a lot of hype as a higher seed, 13 Kent State uh, is one of those teams that everybody just keeps talking like this is the game. This could be the biggest upset of the weekend, Marshall. And it shows in the line. Indiana three and a half is all the spread is for that big of a gap between the seeds. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Kent State just as much as I'm a non-believer in Indiana. Uh, it's a little bit of a it's it's a little bit of a believe and a fade um, in in this particular case. Honestly, I do think Kent State's a very very uh, talented team, and and this is the kind of team that's going to match up well against Indiana. And I think the line is telling you that exactly. So uh, in this particular case. I am taking Kent State plus three and a half, but I'm also taking Kent State to win this game. Wow. Upset alert, Kent State. Marshall has a big glass. Show him that glass of Kool-Aid you just drank from. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Mark. I'm taking Indiana. Give it to me. They played played, uh, beat Xavier, right? Um and Purdue, I believe. Yeah, they, they did do that twice, actually. They were one of the few teams that, to take the series from Purdue. Um, so if they can do that, they should be able to handle Kent State. Or Kent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever. The, yeah, who? I don't know who they're playing. <laughs> this is an in-state, yeah, yeah. in-state matchup, right? Isn't Kent State in, in, in Indiana? Uh, I think it is. Is it? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I'm about to look Let, that up. Yeah, look that up while I uh, give you some stats here. Kent State. They played Houston and lost by only five. They played Gonzaga in their house at Gonzaga, lost by only seven. But they didn't lose to Charleston by two. <laughs> so it's one of these teams that seem to get up for the big teams, but they always seem to come up on the very short end of the stick, like almost but not quite there. And they are one of the shortest undersized starting five. <laughs> so they are. They got are. your tape measure back, now, I see. Now, the reason I say that is because they got a, a Trace uh, Trace. Jackson Davis. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, he's freshman money. Of the year, and that guy is going to be NBA, and that guy's every bit of 6'10", and I think they shortchanged him. I think he yeah. has a chance to dominate this game enough to get Indiana the win, but they ain't going to get it easy. I, I get It's going to be a great game. Uh, if this line yeah. had been 6 or higher, I probably would have took Kent State in the points, but I'll take Indiana to advance and cover barely just for Trace Jackson Davis. I think he dominates here. Probably gets a 26-27 piece. Nice. I'd like to apologize to all of your Ohio listeners because uh, Kent State is actually in Ohio. That's my fault. (laughs) Oh, it's close. It's all within a day's drive. Yeah, Midwest. It's all good. (laughs) There's corn and stuff. Uh, 9.05, last game of the first round on Friday night on True TV. Arizona State, which ended up destroying the crap out of Nevada. Uh Going against TCU, which is probably the hottest team to come out of the Big 12 short of Kansas, I would say. Uh, this this line's kind of indicative of it. Five and a half, uh, Marshall, 140 and a half, the over-under. What do, you, what do you give your shot on the TCU-Arizona State game? Yeah, this is another – Arizona State's another one of those teams that hurt me a few t- late nights on Saturday nights when I'm trying to, uh, you know, recover from my terrible bets from earlier in the day. Um, I think that uh, I, I, I think that TCU is a really, really solid team. Unfortunately, they are going to likely have to go up against the Zags in the next round. That makes it a little tough, but I do see them getting out of this game uh, fairly easily. I wouldn't be surprised to see a double-digit win here. I've got TCU covering. Yeah, I think TCU covers as well with their strong defense. I think they cover this first game easy. I agree with Marshall that uh, will be an interesting next game for them against Gonzaga. 
Yeah. Yeah, it should make a yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting matchup. I mean, ASU plays really good defense. If you didn't watch that game, not that Nevada was some sort of, you know, barnstormer, and they boy for some reason they were airballing some shots. That well, the thought. reason the reason is they're not very good shooters. Yeah, that would be the reason. That would be yeah. the reason. <laughs> That's why we brought you on. The analysis you can only find here on the Odds Brothers. That's right. Uh, That's right. I think TCU does just just by the attrition that they had to do with in the Big 12. I mean, they split with Texas. They split with Kansas. They split with Baylor. Somehow they lost to Iowa State twice, though. Beat Kansas State two out of the three games. And so, um, oh, my God, and they even beat Iowa by 13. I forgot about that. I should have stopped reading. But in any case, um, I think TCU's just got enough to get by Arizona State. They They were a good story to get in with their run late in the year, but I think it ends just because they don't shoot the ball very well from deep. And I think that matters uh, in the tournament, especially. Definitely. All right. So there are, everybody, there are 32 games in the first round. Picked by the best. Keep in mind, uh, when you get a chance, go over and see Marshall on the uh, Serial Seeker podcast, uh, Progress Seeker podcast. It'll be available on YouTube. Are you on uh, other platforms as well, Marshall? Oh, yeah. We're everywhere you can imagine. The best place to go find us is just go to SerialProgressSeeker.com. Okay. Uh, we've got a great great website set up that has an RSS feed, so you can listen to us directly from there. But, of course, you can go anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, we're there, and we'd, uh, we'd love to have you listen. Absolutely. Awesome. It's, a good, it's a good one, uh, especially, like I said, if you're into human stories and tales of uh, you can do it, as I would like to call it. Yep. Uh, it can yep. it can be you. That's where you want to go and, and check out some episodes. All right, guys, our brackets now. What you know, just give us kind of your your rundown, starting with like the Sweet Sixteen on, and then give us your ultimate champion there, uh, Marshall. Who do you got when the when the rubber meets the road? Okay, so you want to hear Sweet Sixteen and then moving moving in from there? Yeah, yeah. Let's just go sixteen on in. Just Perfect. Okay. Um, up here in our South bracket with the number one overall seed Alabama, of course I have them advancing to the Sweet 16. I've got them playing the five seed San Diego State in the Sweet 16 because I see them getting by Virginia. And then uh, the bottom half of that bracket, I've got Creighton Ooh. playing Arizona. Um, that is a that to me, uh, that's a pretty darn good bracket. There's some good teams in that in that uh, bracket right there. And ultimately, I've got Alabama and Arizona playing, and I've got Arizona winning that game and going to the Final Four, beating Alabama on the way there. All right. So that's my uh, that's my South bracket. If we go over to the Midwest bracket, I've got Houston advancing because um, obviously they're an amazing team playing an amazing defense, and I've actually got them playing Miami. I've got Miami getting to the Sweet 16 again. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I've got uh, Texas and Xavier, the two and the three seed there. So, you know, a lot of chalk there, but I feel like those the best teams are going to advance to that to that sweet 16 mark. I've actually got Miami beating Houston. Ooh. A little bit of a surprise there. And I've got Texas beating Xavier on the way to beating Miami and on the way to a final four. I'm a big believer in Texas and what they do. All right. So that so that that is my Midwest bracket. We've got so far we've got Bama, I mean uh, Arizona and Texas. In the East bracket in the Sweet 16, here's your nice little surprise. 
I've got Memphis beating Purdue. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. I've got Memphis beating Purdue huh. in the round of 32. I told you I think that Purdue can be beat by very athletic teams. I see Memphis <laughs> potentially be in that team. I know we lost Shane there for a second. He's yeah. coming back, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's trying to figure out his camera. He yeah, can hear you, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I, I've got Memphis uh, actually playing against Duke. In, in the Sweet 16 there, and I've got Duke winning that game. And then I've actually got Kentucky and Marquette, the two and the six seed in the East, uh, coming out there. I've got Marquette winning that game, and then I've got Duke beating Marquette, and Duke, trusty old Duke, getting back to the Final Four. I don't love it from my own personal standpoint, but i gotta, I got to bet with my head is what they say, Mark. <laughs> you know how to bet. Yeah. Nice. Um, then in the Sweet 16 for the West, of course, I've got Kansas getting there. Kansas is a great, great team. I've got them playing VCU. VCU gets by UConn in my round of 32. So I've got VCU dancing in the Sweet 16 again as our Cinderella, uh, the only double-digit seed that I have. And then I've got the two and the three seed, UCLA and Gonzaga. Uh, if you remember, I think it was a year or two ago, that UCLA-Gonzaga game was one of the best NCAA tournament games I can ever yeah. remember seeing. Yeah. So good. So if we can get that again, that'd be amazing. Um, and I've got uh, Kansas and Gonzaga playing, and I've got Gonzaga winning that game. So my final four is Arizona versus Duke and Texas versus Gonzaga. I've got Arizona advancing and Texas advancing to the championship game where I've got down uh, and taking this one down in what is it actually going to be a home game because this is in the final four is in Houston this year. So I've got Texas Longhorns cutting the nets down this year. Ooh. All right, uh, Longhorns. I had to go to the bathroom once you said Houston was getting out of there early. That's where I need to go right now. <laughs> uh, Mark, what do you got for your 16 on down? All right, so I'm just going to give you who I think is going to make the 16. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go Alabama. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to know the, the south? I got uh, Alabama. Either way. Yeah, you can go with whatever, whatever bracket region you want to start with. And then uh, Arizona. And then uh, Xavier and Houston. I was making a sweet 16 on the uh, south and midwest side. Just do scroll on down here to the east and the west. I've got Purdue, Ooh. USC, UCLA, and of course Kansas. That's so you're then you right. go down to the eight, right? Yeah. All right. You want who me you to got, go down further than that? Who do you got going to the final four? I'm just curious out of that mess. Let's see. Who do I got? This will be an interesting. Four. So bracket. I've got uh, Alabama, Xavier, Ooh. Uh, Kansas. Uh, Purdue. Ooh, okay. That's your final four. And then your final game? Going to be Kansas. Oh, I got Kansas winning it all. All right, Kansas versus who? That's the that's the million-dollar question. Xavier? Kansas versus... Why is it blank? I don't know. What's that blank? Alabama? Or Purdue won. Yeah. yeah. Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. Alabama versus Kansas. Yeah. Ooh, that, that'll be a Kansas high it. Now, we know that, like, the last five years straight, a number one seed has won this tournament, so there hasn't been a whole lot of – and I don't think there's been anybody since, what, the 80s when Villanova shocked Georgetown or something that won it as anything lower than, like, a four seed or five seed, something like that. Uh, my sweet 16, I got Alabama facing San Diego State with Alabama moving on. 
Uh, Arizona against Baylor. Arizona moves on in that matchup. I, I feel more confident with them. Uh, I got Purdue versus Tennessee, and I, this is kind of my little mini dark horse where I think Tennessee has the defense to stop Purdue. And so I actually advanced Tennessee in that round. Uh, Kansas State against Marquette. That's kind of the team I like to go pretty far. We talked about that before. So I got Marquette advancing. Houston against Indiana. Even though Indiana survives, they won't do it much longer. Uh, Houston moves on. Xavier, I had getting beat by Texas, Mark. But, I, you know, Xavier I could obviously see getting by there. That's going to be a good game. Kansas beating Iona. Iona's kind of like my little sneaky Rick Pitino gets a little way, and then he moves on to St. John's. And then Gonzaga <laughs> beats UCLA because I think uh, losing that point guard is going to show up in the Gonzaga game. Uh, your Sweet 16 or Elite 8 matchups. Alabama versus Arizona. I got uh, Arizona moving on and beating Alabama in that contest. Marquette, just because of experience level primarily. Marquette beating Tennessee to get into the Final Four. Texas beating Houston, so they finally say goodbye, and Texas gets in. And then you got a Texas-Kansas showdown in the other part of the Final Four bracket. And then in the Final Four, I got Arizona meeting Kansas. Those both moving on in the championship game. Kansas cuts down my nets, and... uh, just for interesting sake, because I had to fill it out for this dang thing. 79-73 was my final Ooh. prediction for Kansas and Arizona. So there nice. you go. Nice. All right. Well, guys, uh, good luck to watching them today. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll touch base and see how our picks for Monday and or today and Friday go on a Monday show. We'll do a recap. And then when we get done with all this bracket, we'll come back. Marshall, if you're available, we'll hop you back on real quick, and we'll just – do some smack talking and see who actually picked the most teams to advance. Yes. Yeah, I ex- I fully expect my bracket to be in the trash here in about uh, six or seven hours. So. <laughs> well, maybe not one day, but I expect me to be in the trash at about seven o'clock when Iowa ends up getting dumb trucked by Auburn somehow. It's awesome. Yeah. Get depanced in front of national TV audience. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Uh, anything we got, Mark? Before we go? Nope. I, I need to go. You need to go. We all need to go. (laughs) Uh, Once again, uh, watch us. Good seeing you, Marshall. On YouTube. Yeah, it's great seeing you. Um, And we'll see you again. We'll see you again about three weeks or so when this thing wraps up. We'll talk again. Awesome. All right, Kevin. Appreciate you guys having me on. You're welcome. I think we burned up enough people's Wi-Fi. Let's get (laughs) the hell out of here and roll that beautiful bean footage. Listening to the Odds Brothers podcast. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Presented by the Betley Sportsbook. Place your sports bets here from inside Southland Casino or from anywhere in Arkansas at southland.betley.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Be sure to follow the Odds Brothers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Keep in mind, in Arkansas, you must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Please play responsibly. For help quitting, call 1-800-522-4700.